Hey everyone, welcome back to the Space Support Podcast. Seth here, and this week, Jared and I talk a lot about some more life lessons uh, compared, you know, linked with space as our main topic. We also go over some new rocket development and uh, a science mission that's being delayed. So, hope you guys all enjoy, and here's the podcast. Hey, we're here. And uh, we're we're totally we totally know what we're doing. Like we we do this for a living. We're professionals. I don't know, but I don't call it doing it for a living. Okay, I do. but you know <laughs> we're professionals. We're doing it. Well, I, you yeah, do you do sure. video for a living, so yeah, something like that. That's what they say. And now you do audio for a living with your new mic. Yeah, my new mic. Yes, look, hey, it's glorious. We're getting I, now. We don't match. Even more, we never so, did. We, well, we never, we never, did. we never did match. But I was hoping you. I sent you my mic. I'm like, oh, we'll get. Then we'll have. Yeah. Ma- we'll at least have matching mics. And then you said like, oh, I got the yeah. real one, not the, uh, not the baby one. Well, real. But I also got a chance to take advantage of a Black Friday sale, so uh, hmm. couldn't pass it up. And okay, you know, especially on a sure mic, uh, when it's on sale, you got to get it. Yeah, so, I agree. Okay. Yeah, you know what I got though this week? Starship got a starship later um you ever make you ever make a financial decision and then it shows up and you're like why did i make that financial decision immediately buyer's remorse like now i would say buyer's remorse is like (laughs) i could have spent that like i don't know it was like 200 bucks or something i could have spent that so many better things could you they had actually i think it was cheaper if i would have gotten the scale model because they had two when they announced these items they had two items they had uh the scale model and they had the lighter and I think the scale model was larger, also made of metal mm. and cheaper. And I said, that I got, up on camera, I got the smaller, more expensive, less useful but lighter. You got a lighter. I mean, yeah, for all my cigars, I smoke it's a torch, which I don't. I, for when I make crambulet, crambulet, yeah, which I do there you go. every week now with my Starship lighter. I'm actually going to write a joke review about it, I think, or some sort of review about it. I think nice, just because I can. We don't get to write a lot of consumer products. <laughs> on space export yeah. so i'll take advantage of it when i can all right let's get into this week's uh news um short bits uh, before i get to our main topic which is a little bit our main topic is a little bit different this week uh, i'm interested yep. in how that's gonna go because i haven't prepared how to talk about it but uh we'll we'll see how it goes all right first up uh firefly test this next gen engine i have to open the link for this one because i kind of forgot what <laughs> what the engine's called uh but uh, this last week, Firefly had a couple different news items come up. Uh, first up was their, uh, was, it, was it Miranda? Is that what they're called? Miranda. Yeah, Miranda engine was test fired yep. uh, out there in their facility in Texas. It's their... Med- cool. Yeah, this is, it is. Yeah, it's, so it's it's taken like their, they have the Reaver engine, I believe it's called, for their um, Alpha rocket. Uh, if you don't know who Firefly is, they are a... They started out as a small set launcher with their Alpha rocket, and now they're building a... They always had plans to go bigger with a... They called it Beta. Now it's called the Medium Launch Vehicle because they've kind of scrapped developing their own rocket, and they've partnered with Northrop Grumman to build the booster, uh, the new booster stage, first stage booster for Antares, which they're going to call the Antares 330. I think it's a 220 is what launches, what was launching. So, plus one. On all counts. Uh, and then their now medium launch vehicle they're building with Northrop Grumman as well, uh, which is using these larger Miranda engines, which is basically their engine they already built 
just larger. Like nice. the te- it seems like the technology is all the same. It's just a larger ve- vehicle, a larger engine. So the first test firing they had um, for that, I think, I think Antares is like not supposed to. It's still in development for another like year and a half or two years, I think. I I, I don't know exactly when it's coming online, but um, I mean, this is kind of the first item we've seen of the new Antares, which of course stopped being launched because their engines uh, were provided by Russia, which stopped providing uh, engines after uh, their invasion of Ukraine. And then uh, the boost, the actual like, I think it was, I don't know how much of the booster. It was at least under the outer shell. Of the booster uh, was produced in Ukraine, and that's factory is reportedly damaged uh due to also the invasion so they pretty much lost their first stage and now they're building this new one with firefly so and also coming up this way um alpha is getting some new uh it's getting their third no fourth launch um nice uh next year or so i don't know but this month apparently i think is what is the 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 window is so this one is going to be launching uh, some tech demo, a tech demo for Lockheed Martin. It's still a military mission. I think Victix, a lot of their missions have been all military. Um, I think they did launch a NASA. They have a NASA mission coming up, uh, but most of their missions have like Victus Knox was their previous one, which was the first fully successful mission they had. Uh, was all Space Force, and then now this one is going to be some tech demos for Lockheed Martin, um, a new like a tenor system for future military uh, satellites. So, yeah. Good news for for uh, Firefly, which is uh, it's always nice seeing another another company come on board, pretty much, and uh, try, yeah, to, try awesome. to make it work. And it goes with our trend: new rocket news. Like <laughs> that seems what it's. There's been new sort of new rockets the last couple of weeks. So yeah. Cool. And now we're going to something now rocket news related. Um, delays are coming for NASA's Dragonfly uh, Titan drone. One of definitely the uh, the coolest missions NASA has. Like in the works technically it's not a mission what i've it's i don't know how I, this one's really confusing because they're they're developing like a lot of the technology for this mission already but it, the point the thing that's been delayed is the meeting that actually classifies it as a as a mission <laughs> which and like gives it like proper funding oh, and like man. decides the um yeah, yeah. the launch uh, possible wrong, launch dates and all that stuff so uh, because of all the budget shenanigans that are happening in Congress recently, because um, I still don't think we have a budget. What are you talking about? Yeah, this never <laughs> happens. Um, there's been a pretty much, I think one of the agreements has pretty much been a straight freeze of all like non-defense spending. Uh, if, I think this, this is for the next fiscal year, which I don't, I don't remember when the fiscal year starts for government. It's like, isn't it like April or so? I don't know. Um, it's not, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but like, so NASA has like, has to deal that how it's one, you have a one out of 12 chance of getting that right. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with April. Um, (laughs) why not? I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a policy person, but, uh, the basically NASA has to deal with like expanding its missions and moving forward with also having the same budget pretty much as last year. And so the kind of save money and like, kind of like prepare everything for possibly having more funding. Um, the type, the, the dragonfly drone, I'm just calling it a drone because it's, it's practically like a, a, a Mars Rover, but without legs, mm-hmm. it has, it has, yep. Uh, eight, eight, hel- hel- eight blades or not eight blades, eight rotors. I should know Lock this. I, I know I should know this. I run a drone site. Um, 
anyways, uh, yeah, the meeting got delayed. Uh, so that it's practically like, I don't know how much changes because of that. Other than the date for it happening also goes, to, uh, goes along being delayed. I think the bigger issue is whether or not it gets enough funding to even hit any of those dates because right. NASA has a lot of other science programs that need funding as well. They have, um, they just finished up James Webb development and, and deployment a couple years ago. And that was, that was taking billions every year pretty much. And then, um, or hundreds of millions at least every year. And now they're trying to get Mars sample return off the ground and being the pri- and being like a big primary mission, which is going to take hundreds of millions of dollars every year to fund, which then they also have plenty of, I think they have like a, a probe to Uranus. They have, um, a new, they have like the, the new, uh, a new telescope that's going to be joining Webb out there in L2, the L2 point that is currently being worked on. They have a lot of missions that are going to take a lot of funding. Um, and it looks like, and also, yeah, they have a uh, Europa Clipper launching hopefully within the next year. Uh, and that's like, that's their goal. Uh, according to uh, one of their uh, uh, directors at NASA that that's, they want to get that through launch. And that's like their only mission funding wise is to make sure that launches in, uh, in uh, 2024. And then they can hopefully allocate some of that money that takes because of that delays in 2025. Because everything, everyone still has to get paid. They can't, they can't stop paying people. You know, they right, can, right, they can either right. lay them off or they can, <laughs> but right. they, can, a lot of times they can't. So uh, if like a mission gets, a launch gets delayed six months, you know, um, or depending on transfer windows, uh, for for stuff, it could be even longer. People have to get paid to keep that mission ready to launch. So mm-hmm. uh, they have to get that, you know, August, uh, October 2024 is what it is um, for the Europa Clipper mission. So, yeah, NASA science missions, like there's a lot of um, there's a lot of missions that are really, really cool that a lot of us want to see done. And it doesn't seem like there's going to be a lot of money for it. Uh, so they're going to have to start redoing things. I mean, my opinion, I think, on on the Mars sample return mission is that it should really... I, we were kind of forced into it because someone decided someone, someone, whoever decided to do the core sampling on perseverance was a genius because they practically have forced NASA for the next like 10, 15 years to work on Mars sample return. Uh, yeah, <laughs> because otherwise we have these core samples and how else are we going to get them, uh, right, right. without this Mars sample return project. So I think that that was, uh, that's supposed to run up to like $10 billion, which is the same as James Webb was. Uh, but uh, I think Congress capped that, like, no, it's going to cost you $5 billion, and we're not going to go over that amount. <laughs> so have fun uh, figuring that one out. So, uh, yeah, so bad news for, for a lot of it, but hopefully NASA, NASA's done really good at shifting around and working with limited budgets. I mean, the amount, the fact that we've gotten anything done at NASA with, like, less than 1% of the, of like, I think uh, of any sort of budget. I, it's so, it's so tiny. Like the budget as is compared to yeah. the rest of the government. It's just so tiny. Yeah, the fact yeah, that they got yeah. anything done is, impro- is incredible. Um, so, Hey, like I, I, if anyone can do it, NASA can do it. <laughs> so props to them. That's what they say. <laughs> uh, all right. Next up, last item for our quick, quickie news items. Amazon purchased three launches on SpaceX to launch their Kuiper satellites. When we talking about this because it's really it's interesting. First off, Kuiper is a is a well, competitor. It's on the heels of what we talked about last week. 
Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> hold on. Let me go back to the show notes. What did we talk about last week? Ah, yes. New Glenn. U L A and and uh, and Blue Origin. Yeah. So is it so? Yeah, there's two ways you can look at this. One, um, there's so many different ways you can look at this, actually. Like, why is Amazon buying rockets on its competitor? Because Kuiper is is a direct competitor. Like, OneWeb is a competitor to Starlink, but not necessarily, like, directly competing. Um, especially when they announced the launch contracts. OneWeb was a, we are building an infrastructure that we're going to sell the companies and governments. And Starlink is a, we're going to build... Satellite internet for everyone who wants to buy a dish. Like, we're just going to go direct to consumer right, right. rather than through business to business and stuff like that. Kuiper is pretty much going, like, is what how we think it's going to work is going to be direct to consumer just like mm-hmm. Starlink is. So, Pop much... Any government as I, well? I mean, sure. Like, I mean, that, I mean, Starlink was doing direct to customer and now they're... And they also have government stuff as well. Like, it's... Right, right. You're, I mean, someone's going to give you money and you take it and you develop around it, especially for systems as expensive as satellite internet um and so they're it's weird that that, that they're launching it and so you guys are like okay so why are they launching it okay may, or launch on spacex maybe because you know there are other rockets they have they've they've bought they originally wanted to launch on relativity then relativity got so delayed that they practically have moved <laughs> i don't think there's any chance of any kuiper satellites launching on relativity um wait was it relativity was it abl abl sorry i think it was I think it was ABL. I think it was ABL, not relativity. Um, one of those. Uh, then they they got seventy seven launches, um, like a bulk buy between like all these companies with um, was it? It was ULA with Vulcan, Arian Space with the Arian Six, um, and then New uh, Blue Origin with New Glenn. And and there's a big bulk of different. Uh, each company has a different bulk. The biggest is Vulcan. Yep. And all three of those rockets are pretty much. Vulcan, I mean, they all have gotten delayed over the years, especially like Ariane 6 and, and New Glenn, uh, and Vulcan is not, not anything about it, but Vulcan is coming up soon with launching, but they're just going to start ramping up launches. Like, they're not going to be launching on the cadence that Amazon needs until right, probably right. late next year, early 2025. And Amazon's up against, has pushed it back up against the wall with a deadline in July 2026, where they have to have I think they have to get like half or there's a certain percentage of their, their satellite network. They have to have launched and deployed like in orbit by January, uh, by July, 2026. So they have to start launching these satellites now, like soon. Cause there's, there's they have a couple thousand. They got to get up there and I don't know how many they need before July, but I know it's a lot. So why would they buy on SpaceX? Maybe because they want to like take advantage of SpaceX's rapid launch ability with, buying launches now and then launching them in early 2024 you know like that would be that'd make a lot of sense like hey we're gonna get you know a good amount just a decent start to our satellites up in orbit so we can start working on things in early 2024 versus mid to late 2024 however the contracts per the amazon um the launches per amazon's uh press release they don't launch until mid to 2025 they said and they only bought three (laughs) like yeah like well i think doesn't that, that I, what I said make sense, right? Well, they're like they're getting deep. Yeah, yeah, they're getting deprioritized. I, I well, think to me the bigger question is why would SpaceX want to do this for Amazon? Oh, SpaceX would take money from anyone. They don't care. I mean, they're yeah, like but they're obviously getting deprioritized. I Elon said Elon's been very open that like they're gonna they'll launch any of their competitors on their rockets. Like he's very open to it, and 
deprioritizing a uh, uh, your competitors on your rocket, like anyone can look at that, and be like, hmm, okay, that's a little shady. Like, who's running a monopoly now with sure, their launch sure. contracts? You can't, you know, <laughs> using. And SpaceX wants to launch as many rockets as possible. Like, they want to launch every two days next year. So why would right. they push rockets turn launches? Yeah. yeah, why would they turn that down? They would love to wa- launch them, you know, this year if they could. Um, right. That's actually well, every analyst, every analyst I've you know heard talk about the current launch shortage. It's not really launch shortage in rockets. It's launch shortage with like payloads getting to rockets, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, there's I mean yeah, you only have one operator, which is which sucks. So you want more operators, but getting your satellites to, to the rockets is really what because we've seen SpaceX they can launch a couple times you know every couple of days if they really want to. So right, right. Yeah, so it doesn't make sense now. Here's my theory, which I don't have anything anything to uh, go up against it. I haven't been out finding court documents about how things are happening, but Amazon got sued by a pension fund, um, which uh, pension fund holds shares of Amazon, and they sued that that uh, they purposely because of a feud between Bezos and Musk that they purposely didn't allow, they didn't choose SpaceX uh, for any launch contracts in that original batch, um, and that 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 wasn't you know shareholder you know uh, board members and, and companies have a you know responsibility to their shareholders to get the best deal when they have contracts and yep. spacex is cheaper more reliable and, and not faster. and faster like yeah you don't have to worry about development times um now if they were it's they, that it's that venn diagram yeah cheap fast and- yeah like in space that's all of it now if they would have said yeah. that you know if there's a they have reasons for it you know like they could there's multiple reasons why Amazon could say they didn't, um, but they this announcement came out like a couple of days before they were supposed to defend their their argument pretty much in court about this lawsuit about why mm-hmm. they didn't. So a couple of theories around what's happening: maybe Amazon didn't think that SpaceX would give them a contract because of Starlink's competition, uh, and then when they so they went through and did like, oh, we'll try to get three launches, and maybe they won't do it. And then SpaceX says, oh yeah, sure, we'll take your money. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Please hand us your like hundreds of millions of dollars. We'll take we'll take that. Um, maybe you know, or maybe uh, it's not the. I think I think um, Amazon, some uh, uh, official Amazon, has said that uh, Falcon nines aren't the most efficient for this. So hmm. I don't know. So like maybe they. Uh, I, I think they said like uh, like the Vulcan can launch way more satellites that, uh, for them than, than the Falcon. Once. Yeah, at once. So that's maybe that's yeah. why. But then maybe they're just they just bought these three missions just to make their shareholders happy. Like, hey, we are launching with SpaceX now. Like, we didn't leave right. them out. Like, here's a contract. We're gonna right. launch with them. It's just like getting buying three launches and pushing it back to 2025 when you need to be launching satellites now. Just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I, there's something up yeah. going. There's something weird here. I don't know what it is, uh, but uh, it, it's. But hey, I mean, that's more launches for SpaceX. I mean, that's more money. Twenty twenty five is going to be a busy year, man. It's got this, these launches, Artemis two, uh, the Artemis two, the cheap cheapest version of the Cybertruck, GTA six. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of all. I, I've heard. Dude, I've heard so many things in the last week that are like, yeah, it's coming in twenty twenty five. So there's something magical about that quarter century mark that uh, a lot of people are targeting i'm taking a month off when uh when gta 5 comes out gta 6 comes out i <laughs> all right i so i, I podcast I, listeners out there in 2025 that month yeah to pre- be <laughs> it's just gonna be jared 
Or it's going to be the you two of us, that. but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be playing GTA six during it. So. Yeah, you're just gonna hear button mashing the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh that was it for our, our quick news items. We have a main topic coming up about uh Artemis and uh, we'll short break. All right, guys. Welcome back uh, to the show. And this this week's main topic is a little different because it's not a news item that like, we reported on. It's not really like uh, anything new. It's more like a, a topic that got brought up um, in a YouTube video of, some, of a YouTuber that, that I watch a lot of, and a lot of us probably watch a lot of. But if you, if you know who Smarter Every Day is, you know who you know who I'm talking about. Uh, and you probably know the video I'm talking about because recently uh, he was able to do a talk. Um, I don't know when this. I, I remember this. This event happens early in the year, so I don't know how long it took for him to get the video and publish it. Um, but he did a talk in front of a lot of NASA officials about the problems with uh, with Artemis, and it's less about the problems with Ar- Artemis and more like the do we actually know what's happening, like. Does anyone yeah, really it's know? The, it's the age-old question of like, you don't know what you don't know type deal. Yes. Um, and I wouldn't say, it wasn't like, you know, it's funny. If you go back and want to, you know, watching the video, like it feels like it's almost um, like he, like it's, it's, he's lecturing them, which is not yeah. what's happening. It's more, it's an open-ended conversation and it's, it's like. Yeah, it's, it's questioning, right? It's questioning. He had he had opportunity to kind of like ask this question, and he didn't want it to be solved by the end of his session. He just wanted it to be like said and open and out there and talk about. It. So yeah. he did. He made a lot of comparisons between. Um, if, uh, if you guys haven't watched it or link it, like go watch the video. Um, yep. by by Smart Every Day, and then and kind of like it's very technical. Like it's very it's much more like it's not really for us like it's more it's meant for nasa um so if you have someone who's listening to this and you're from yeah, it's nasa like engineer it's it's engineering talk yeah yeah, yeah. if you if you the best thing about him if you've ever watched any of his videos is he boils it down to you know you know stuff Peanuts. that you know the average person can understand yeah yeah so um it's it's very well done um especially for the audience it was more focused for versus it's pretty the entertaining as well <laughs> yeah for for a session like i mean if you guys are going to a conference and, and listen to sessions uh, they kind of suck um but like this one was actually pretty good. I mean, like, very there's bandy. There's really no way I think of any session, like at any conference, of being like truly entertaining and like throughout the for like an hour and a half, however right. long they usually are. Um, but you have, I mean, they're informal. That's that's the purpose of them. Yeah. Um. Sure. So what he did was he made a lot of comparisons between the Apollo program and the Artemis program, and the and he brought up this one document. It's called SB two eighty seven. It's a NASA document. Um. Basically. Um. Wait, hold on. What's the title of it again? I forgot. Hold on. Uh, what made Apollo a success is the name of it. And this was a um, a document that pretty much was done up after the Apollo program was finished uh, by a lot of people who worked on the Apollo program. And kind of just like the way that, that you know, Destin explained it is that like this is a, a handbook on how to go to the moon. Like this is how you go to the moon. By the way, the landing, the landing page for this is outstanding it's very 1999 2001-ish i love it Sorry, yeah i, just I it's like i haven't really got yeah it's very <laughs> it's, it's so it's, bad it's it's the nasa history office for you Comic i mean Sans, comic sans font 
<laughs> oh yeah. Anyway, all right. Anyways, yes. So this uh it brings up a lot of great concerns that a lot of people have been talking about, not just media, not just the public, but also people from Congress about the organization and the, and the timelines of Artemis. Like, are they achievable? Um, and what do we have to get done to get to those, those milestones? So I kind of, I think the biggest screen, the breakdown is like the Artemis, uh, the Artemis three landing in, in 2023. First off, um, a lot of, uh, a lot of photos have been going around this time of year because there's a there was a bumper sticker and some branding that went out by NASA that uh, uh, I think this was this had to have been right after uh, uh, the the change in election. I think it was when when Joe Biden was elected. Uh, it was the first first woman on the moon by by 2024, and mm-hmm. it's <laughs> like there's stickers, there's shirts, there's there's posters. It's like all this stuff that went up. Like NASA pushed it super hard. And uh, we're coming up on 2024, and there's not any chance of uh, of any sort of lunar landing happening yeah. uh, from from Artemis, or at least from crude landing. And we have then you look at okay, so what has to get done by 2026 for this landing to happen? And no one really fully under- knows. Like if you, you can ask certain people, yeah. and they kind of some people give you will give you different different answers, like. The biggest, the, the two it's big, sort of alarming. Yeah, the two big uh, points for like that has to be done before twenty twenty six are the crewed suits and the um, the Starship HLS. And we talked yep. about this last week a lot about Starship, so I'll go over it again a little bit. Uh, Starship has to one become a successful rocket, which was a promising sign on flight two last month. Um, and then it has to be has to be able to uh, refuel in space, and that was in the video. If you watch that, it was <laughs> that was kind of the biggest part because no one really knew how many refueling missions it needed um, to have enough fuel on Starship to complete a landing. It, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and, I, and and afterwards he brought up that like since that since he spoke like they've come up with a number about fifteen or so. Um, that number is completely just done by math. There's no, like, there's been no practical testing. Like, if you know space is yeah, anything. It's theory. It's, theory. it's, it's they've done, I mean, they, they've done their engineering math. Like, they've, they've figured, they've, this is how much they believe fuel will be left after it reaches orbit. And then when they feel how much, but a lot of the technology for high, um, which, uh, actually, no, it was just an article I wrote today. So we didn't even talk about it on the podcast yet. Um, that the technology for transferring uh, cryogenic fuel doesn't really exist in space in, in space. space it doesn't exist <laughs> and spacex possibly be testing it on a future starship flight um the recent guess was fight three but we'll see if that actually happens that's still a possibility not necessarily um a solid option so they have to develop that technology then they have to start then they have mm-hmm. to figure then they have to build out the ability to launch 15 times in a time frame to where they can fuel up a rocket where are they going to refuel this? Are they refueling this in LEO? Are they refueling this out in the moon? How long does it take to get out there? Do they have the ability to keep the fuel? There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of questions. And I'm sure someone at NASA has answers to those. But I don't... I think the, the big question is, who has the answers? And is there a... is Are they all being shared between each other? That was kind of the gist of, right. of the talk. Well, was like, yeah, and the, the thing I got was, it was not only that, but also like... Who's asking the questions? Because um, a big 
part of the opening of his his um his sort of dialogue was <laughs> like in the world that we're in and this is you know like I feel like it was a great talk because not only does it touch on this, but it also lends itself to just a lot of things in life. Um, yeah. And I'm usually a big proponent in like, you know, life lessons type deal. Um, but yeah, he, he was just like, you know, we live in a society right now where we're sort of scared to ask questions in fear of, mm-hmm. you know, getting fired, getting canceled, you know, being wrong, whatever the the reason is that you're, you're scared to like raise your hand and, and voice your your opinion, even if it's the truth or if it's the right thing to ask, yep. you know, consequentially, like as a society, we've become sort of, uh, you know, scared to, to do so. So um, I think that was that was one of the bigger points I took away was like, who's actually asking these questions? You know, yeah. who's questioning them if no one's raising their hand. So. And the most concerning part to me during that video was the fact that he asked a lot of questions that yeah. I knew. Oh. And no one in no the feel. room answered him. Not that not saying no one in the room knew, it's that no one wanted yeah, to yeah. answer, which no one wanted to be in, put on the spotlight. Yeah. In an agency that has had really big problems with no, yeah. people speaking up and management pushing, you know, suggestions down um and and his, just historically yeah. um since it's created, like that's still concerning that that's still technically like that there are people from NASA it's, who it's, it's are a not issue. Yeah, it's a culture yeah, issue. That that still somewhat persists where people don't even if you're a junior engineer doesn't want it. like if I know if I know the answer yeah. I'd need to just raise my hand and yell it like that's something that I feel like I thought was fixed at NASA and it doesn't seem yeah. really to be fixed and yeah. over and, it seems and worse yeah and I feel like over the over the years um, I mean NASA has changed a lot on how they do things I mean there's a lot of um, a lot of work is now commercial so the, a lot of private par- private um, public partnerships like with SpaceX and Boeing and everyone else. Um, Mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, those private companies can be like, no, you can't talk about this because this this is proprietary. And so a lot more things are going through lawyers and a lot more things, a a lot of updates come out from NASA weeks after they happen versus days or even on the same day, like it used to, um, some of it's because well, of the before changing. it was like it was it was sort of just you know it was mainly just NASA right it wasn't all these at least yeah especially back then in it the was 60s. it was and all publicly I, owned projects right yeah. right and I think one of the cooler things in that video um, were some of the, I'd love to watch some of those update videos that he was alluding to that mm-hmm. he brought up on the screen where they're like you know week whatever here's the update here's update oh from from Apollo yeah from Apollo yeah that was so cool. Yeah, which I don't, I don't know back then if those were public or not. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were back then. I mean, it depends. I think the biggest thing, like uh, the biggest thing about Apollo, was that everything was done. The idea of Apollo, because of the Cold War that happened, was it it was supposed to be very different from the Soviet Union because the Soviet Union did everything in secret. They didn't share anything. They only shared successes. They didn't share failures. Um, And the only way we knew about anything that's happening was through through spy planes and and. Right, intelligence right. gathering, all that stuff, like through military, like the only, that's the only way we figured it out. Um, the government wouldn't publicly share anything, so Apollo was supposed to be very open, very public. We're going to share our failures. We're going to share, you know, what's what's going wrong, what's happening. And since then, I mean, since then, uh, NASA has been probably the one of the more public agencies in the government. Um, I, it's hard to say that in the last couple of years, but historically compared to everyone else, they're still one of the more like publicly, very public companies that not many other agencies allow press so close to everything yeah, un, yeah, un, 
I want to say like, I mean, yes, you can't get any more closer than the White House price pool that are like literally in the White House, but they're so they're they're literally shut off into a room. Uh, they can't really go much else. There's like two places they can go, right. and for a, for yeah, it's like the press parking lot. <laughs> true, yeah, but like, <laughs> there's so many more. There's so many events happening, and there there's so many right. um, ways you can find information, like the the blogs and the press releases, and like you know social media and all that stuff that this, they share so much uh, compared to other agencies. Even though sometimes it's right. been harder and harder to to kind of get past the the lawyers, but I don't know. I I think there's a I believe this is this is very old because I know like I, I like I said I think this event happens like earlier in the year, so I don't want to like bring this up now that the video is public and maybe we shouldn't all go out and go be like oh no this is all like bad because there's been a lot of time this has been a lot of time for change uh, between now and, and when that event happened sure sure but I think it's very important for all of us to just kind of like look at you know hey that 2026 deadline according to not just a lot of people in the public, but according to Nat, um, NASA's government uh, accountability office, <laughs> that 2026 deadline, not happening. Uh, yeah. And it's not because technology is hard. It's a lot of times it's because of other like factors that we can change, like me- better communication, better openness, and politics. <laughs> better politics. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Funding. Yeah. Like I, I think that's the biggest problem is that, you know, because there's so much not being talked about and it's just like hey yeah we'll get this date and then they miss it by a couple of months um i'm not don't want to put anyone on blast for really being really bad at deadlines but uh spacex um but yeah uh that would be uh i mean it's just better openness i mean just especially with mm-hmm. the thing that really irritates me is that we have so little about blue moon and that's publicly i mean it's not 100 percent funded by nasa but a good amount is funded by nasa and we still don't I mean, all we know is that there's a mock-up that's it and Blue Origin is super secret. It's not just, I don't want to just, just blame SpaceX for a lot of their um, being the main, the, right now, the number one um, kind of like lander that needs to be done. But like Blue Origin, also very, very secretive with the public and all things out, in which if you look back at how Apollo was ran, there was n- never, I mean, the only thing is, yeah, like you, a lot of it was still, it rather be proprietary, it was sensitive. Like we don't want, to share sure. how we're doing this because we don't want sure. the Soviet unions to be able just to copy us. Um, but right, right, right. everything was, they had weekly updates and hopefully there's still those weekly updates happening in some, somewhere in, in behind closed doors. Um, but at least having more publicness, more, more openness to the public would be really nice so for the public to know yeah. exactly where people are. Um, and you can say both SpaceX is both being really After good at all, that. It's really bad at it that. It is your money. At least part of it is, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah a good a good chunk of of it all is. So, yeah, uh, it was a really good video. Um, it, it really yeah. really opened up. Uh, like, I had another main topic up, and then as soon as I watched the video, I'm like, nope, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this because I think it needs. No, to be it was up. it was good. Yeah, I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you you suggested that we watch it. So, um, and there's, I mean, on top of that, just there's a ton of good nerdy stuff in there. Yep. Um, you know, the, like the the lunar lander part was really cool. Listening to, um, you know, why you need to use an actual, like, tested test pilot type. Yes. Um, yeah. Practice. I didn't even think about that. Like simulation. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that whole section was awesome. I don't even know. Yeah, that would be. I didn't even think about that. Uh, that point. Until yeah, he brought that up about how um, when Apollo the, for lunar lander training they had the what was it called again the Apollo landing trainer video I don't know um, yeah. you, if you watched uh, I know um, for all mankind had it in the first season and then um, 
uh, what first, was first man? First man there's, there's had good, parts of it. Yeah, there's some great scenes in first man. Yeah, so if you watch if, if you watch any of those, you know what I'm talking about. Otherwise, look up like Apollo lander trainer. It's probably yeah. somewhere on that line. Um, and pretty much it was a jet engine face downward that would kind of simulate one six gravity, not exactly, but close enough. Yeah. But I didn't even think about this. Like, it's not really physically having like the same, um, like air, uh, uh, like one six gravity and the same controls and all that stuff that you would have on the spacecraft. But like, just having the human be like, yes, and either you're going to land this, die, or eject. Like, there's <laughs> or get seriously, yeah, or, or get seriously injured. Like, yeah, they're like your 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 life and your bodily ability of doing anything is on the line. Can you land this? Yeah. Um, because that's just a very different way of uh, doing. Which is why a lot of astronauts still do jet training. Uh, they, they still have, yep. they still fly their jets a lot because that's the only way right now that they can get, like, I, I am in control, and if I get this wrong, like, bad things happen, uh, training. Uh, yep. I think, I don't even know, like, what what do they have for Starship? Because he he made a great comparison between all the different steps of, like, contingencies and, like, how to, how to uh return uh crawl like, out around it <laughs> crawl out with bolt cutters to like to separate yeah, it that was and awesome. he just shows a video of starship like yeah there's like there's really yeah. no way there's no contingencies there on how yeah. to uh <laughs> either it works or it doesn't work there's not much else you yeah, can do it made me think of uh there's a I'll, I'll reference our favorite movie that we always go back to armageddon but uh mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah we had a great scene in there where bruce willis is like what's a contingency plan and billy bob thornton's like contingency plan what can <laughs> And then, this, you know, this is our contingency plan. He's like, you guys are NASA. You guys have a room of guys just thinking shit up. And then behind them, there's another guy set of room of guys thinking shit up about them. So anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it made me think of that scene. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of points I brought up like, hmm, maybe, maybe Artemis isn't as like set in stone and perfect as we thought it was. Um, yeah. Although he didn't end it. <laughs> he's like, I'll be, I'll be a good guy soon. Trust me. Like I'm, <laughs> And Tristan is like, okay, we have this, we have this. Now, how do we make it work? Like, yeah, like right, we are, right. we are kind of stuck yeah, with what we have. It's like the ship has gone too far out to sea. We can't turn it around. And start we can't. Right now, right? Yeah, so, we can't. There's no time to turn around. Like that's not that's not really what he was saying, and yeah. that's not what we're saying. Still, like, yeah, there's no time to change it. Yeah. But uh, maybe, um, maybe there is some some areas. No, where, but the time uh, travel analysis or the time travel like uh, analogy was really good, right? It was like all these movies show like if you go back in time and you you know you do something that has this butterfly ripple effect for the future. But like in reality, like we have that now, like we can make those decisions now if we, you know, just take the, the, the moments that you need to like take the extra steps to think through things a little bit more, um, down the line so that, you know, you can, you can possibly affect how the outcome is. Yeah. So, uh, I think that video has a lot, not just to do for, um, for anyone who working now in space, but also just in life in general. Um, good, good video. Lesson. It's a great life lesson video to watch, um, yeah, and something to make you think makes you think a little bit about what's going on currently on NASA. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right, I think we've I think we've kicked that around a lot enough. So, uh, cool, yeah, go watch it. Let's take another break, and uh, we'll be back uh, with a new a different segment. We're talk about our uh, We're back, and we have a poll this week. Or we had a poll last week. We have a poll this week too. Um, yeah, so we're gonna replace this. Like, or we're, ch- we're gonna tr- test it out, right? See what this does. 
versus uh, us coming up with like sort of like a hot take or an opinion. Yeah, and some weeks the hot takes aren't really hot takes; they're just statements. Yeah. Um, last <laughs> <True>. week. <laughs> oh wait, I have to vote. I guess it's a different computer. Uh, oh, yes. I have to vote too. Hold on. Yeah, no, I I I I didn't vote on my Mac. I vote. I didn't vote on my on my Mac on my desktop only on my laptop. All right. So uh, on the site, of course, we run polls every week, and uh, this one, this last one, was interesting because it actually, I think, I voted differently between the first one and this and now. Um, because I didn't really do it was till this till this week. I don't look at launches like I look at launches a week and ahead pretty much. I don't really look at uh, um, launches like over months. So it was this week where th- everything right. kind of changed. But that question was last week: Do you think that SpaceX will hit a hundred launches in twenty twenty three? You got three weeks left. We'll see. Yeah. So okay, what's your what was your vote? I voted yes, but I also did not. <laughs> that's without doing any research. I was just like, "Oh, that sounds about right." Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know how many are left for the rest of the year. Yeah. Three and a half week mark. Okay. So I originally, I believe, I originally voted no. I'm like, they're gonna get okay. 98, maybe 90, 99. Then I can get 100. Also, like, do they? It's a, are they gonna get 100? I just had 100 launches. You know, the goal is 100 Falcon Falcon launches. You know, versus you know, not including Starship. So right. you get, can we get to like 102 launches this year practically instead of 100, 100 launches? And then I looked at this week's number of launches and then I kind of did the math about like, okay, like how many launches are left? So they're launching, th- was it four times this week, I believe? Um, do I have this down here? Yes. Oh, wait, no. That's not what I have. All right. Is it? Hold on. I got to get to that one. But yeah, so I think they're launching like three or four times this week. Let me find that article. Here we go. Let's see. Wednesday today, they're. Uh, I think they're supposed. Oh, to, yeah. I think they're still launching uh, a Starlink launch today. Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, S- Sunday. Two on Sunday. Yeah. So well, the two on uh, the last three of the week I liked are RTBD, um, but I, we're, I, they're all pr- probably going to happen. So they can launch four times this week. Um, they only have to launch. Uh, it was like two point three times each week for the rest of the week. Um, so mm-hmm. you know, roughly two to three times a week, which they've been doing almost since the second half of the year um consistently looks like they have 13 not including starship coming up sorry yeah so they have a lot of a lot more possibly happening by the end of 2024 also plenty of starlink launches happening by end, by end of this year um yep so i changed my vote to this one i'd be like yes i think they can launch 100 times since <laughs> the end of the year what are they at right now what is it at let's see here I think they're at they're in the nineties. I think they just hit the nineties. I mean, they're oh. eighty nine. Oh yeah, they're 80, okay. three and a half weeks. They are at eighty nine yeah. launches. Yeah, three for, and a half weeks. Thirteen for not a, yeah, not including Star uh, Starship. They're at eighty nine launches, and so they need to launch eleven more times. They're going to launch. Yeah. So if that's four this week, thirteen that, are scheduled. Right yeah. Now, so. Oh yeah, if you look at the Wikipedia. Um. Uh, no, I'm looking at another source, but yeah, thirteen. Okay. I think it's thirteen. Yeah, so, um, but, like, I think they might just do it. Just just squeeze in that last 100th, like, Falcon launch at the end of the year, and they'll have yeah. um, 100, and they'll hit that goal. I was, throughout the entire year, I think I was a pretty big naysayer. Like, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. It's almost too weak. They're not launching. They're not launching enough. They're, they're, they're like, I think they have a launch rate of three points. It wasn't until, like, the other, like, two weeks ago, I realized that, like, hmm. Because I, I, I've been looking at, at the launch rate that I've been calculating after every launch. Mm-hmm. And right now is that it's one launch every 3.79 days, which is above the 
365 divided by 100, 3.65, um, one every once every 3.65 days. So I'm like, hmm, actually, that's they they can they can get the 3.65. Actually, that's actually that's pretty possible. Yeah, like that actually might happen. I like how you did that math, and I did 52 weeks in a year divided by 100. <laughs> oh yeah, that I don't. That 52 would mess me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah but just about that's the business thing about two about two launches every every uh every week yeah. um well just over two launches every week so that every so often they have three launch weeks which they've done all year so yeah this week um that's oh last week that was the poll this week when is our poll this week uh this week oh wait is the poll this week i guess it's the poll this week all right cool yeah that is the poll yeah get your votes in what was the poll last week i thought i put down the poll for last week oh well well there we go what was the last week poll? Let me pull Either it way. up. I can pull them up real quick. Last week, I think was ah yes. Last week was Blue Origin buying ULA. That was last week's poll. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. can talk about that. Yeah, which uh, came out to be uh, every, mostly people being bad or somewhere in between, which I think is that's about right. Somewhere in between is it's pretty much I think the the solid solid option there. So all right, get your votes in this week. Um, we'll hopefully we'll get a a, bigger, a, a formal tally next week, and then uh, we'll uh, keep going. Cool. All right. That's it for this week on the Space Explorer podcast. Uh, if you want to listen to us live, we are here in the Discord channel. Um, more and more people are slowly popping in and out uh, and coming in. So that's good. Uh, but yeah, feel free to come in and you get to see me yell at my camera. <laughs> it's actually the best time to, to listen to the podcast because you get all the shenanigans <laughs> you that can... happen before and in between each segment. So, yeah. <laughs> and and in the beginning, it's mostly just me yelling at my camera. <laughs> so, um,. Yeah, and you can listen to us at all the major podcasting locations, Apple, Google, Spotify, Overcast, wherever you listen to. And you can find us on YouTube. Like and subscribe down there as well. And uh, yeah, I think that's it for this week. We'll see you guys all next week. Peace.